0: We are back! Yes! JV to the Pros, Season 5, Episode 5, Double Nickels, finally comes to fruition here on the night of the NCAA Men's... Men's College Basketball Championship was finally decided tonight between, yes, UConn, and san diego state now most of you know that i live in san diego and san diego had a chance to become the first team since ucla to win the national championship now that i think that was the mid 90s like 95 but um i'll get to how we got there and what happened in a little bit i also want to talk to you guys about the baseball season beginning and how it began and what's going on in the American League and National League so far. I also want to talk to you about lots of activity in the Trump administration. Well, it's not really an administration. It's an abomination. And I have been waiting like five years for Trump to finally be held accountable and we are on the eve of when that might happen as his lawyers are trying to negotiate how he gets to surrender (laughs) trump is going to surrender so i want to talk about this and that i want to talk about a lot of stuff going on um I'm going to cover it with a short show because most of it is going to be kind of sports heavy tonight. So bear with me as we go from topic to topic and we'll start with the NCAA, that's right. Okay, so. The NCAA men's brackets. Let me just kind of take you on a little stroll here because um, San Diego State was ranked fifth. And frankly, I thought they should have been ranked higher than that. Um, I talked to you about the fact that they went up against the overall number one team, Alabama, in the third round and beat Alabama handily by seven. Now, the next round they had to face Crichton. And Crichton was ready. Crichton had a game plan. Crichton was trying to line up the mismatches. And San Diego State hung around and hung around and played defense, got the rebounds and chipped away. And then with a last-second shot, won 57-56. Now, in the same side, FAU, Florida Atlantic University, personally, I'm glad, that their initials include Atlantic because that would be kind of awkward if you had SDSU against FU. But Florida Atlantic went against Kansas. I had Kansas winning. I thought, okay, Kansas wins that game. Well, Kansas lost by three and FAU advanced to face San Diego State. Well, ah, San Diego State did an unbelievable job of, again, hanging around and chipping away. San Diego State was chasing 14 in the second half of that game against FAU. And it kind of looked like with 15 minutes left, down 14, basically all FAU had to do was trade baskets and blow out some clock, and this thing was over. Well... San Diego State got rebounds. San Diego State managed to get under the boards and managed to get turnovers. San Diego State started hitting free throws. San Diego State did exactly everything they can do right. And then with six seconds left in the game, yeah, as in most dramas, the butler did it. That's right. Lamont Butler Coming down the court, and this is what it sounded like. They have the one timeout. Are they going to take it or not? They don't have the scorers on the floor. It's Butler with two seconds. He's got to put it up. He runs it. He runs it with the jumper. A San Diego State miracle. Six seconds left in the game, and Lamont Butler of San Diego State did this. So they have the one timeout. Are they going to take it or not? They don't have the scores on the floor. It's Butler with two seconds. He's got to put it out. he runs it. He runs it with the jumper. At the same end of the floor, there was a guy (laughs) named Chris Jenkins who made the shot, the buzzer went off as the shot was in the air, and look at this. And, and his nickname was Smooth, and that was Smooth. And seven and, years later, we got another buzzer beater in Houston. Big time onions, goodness. I didn't know where they were going to go with it. I, I wasn't sure he was going to be able to get that shot off. I didn't know if he had the awareness, but in fantasy there was him, look, you get to the glass, we're going to take the shot from the outside. But this kid has stepped up with some confidence. That is incredible. Well, Lamont Butler with ice in his veins hits the jumper for two to win the game 72-71 over FAU. Again, very happy they include the A in their initials. So San Diego State advances to the finals. So now they're sitting there facing, okay, is it going to be Miami? Is it going to be UConn? I thought since Miami beat number one Houston on that side, that Miami was probably the big threat. But I'll tell you what, UConn beat Miami 72-59. to So it becomes evident that UConn went through each round of the NCAA brackets, winning by double digits each time. And each time... They seemed to be getting smoother and smoother in the way they were finishing up. They seemed to be getting better under the boards. They seemed to be learning each other better. They seemed to be getting cooler at the foul line. They were hitting free throws like it was automatic. Well, San Diego State had to face UConn. And UConn put Gonzaga away by like 25 to advance. So... Yeah, good for UConn. Great. I mean, this is their fifth national championship. But um, and you know you gotta give them you gotta give them credit. They beat San Diego State, but let me tell you how it happened. In, in the first half, San Diego State is up ten four, and you're thinking, okay, they're cooking, they're going. I mean, they're in a groove, and then all of a sudden. San Diego State missed like 20 of 22 open shots. They couldn't seem they couldn't seem to hit water if they fell out of a boat. They were missing free throws, they were missing easy layups, and their game is a two-point game. It's inside the arc. It's not a three-point game. And at a desperation During the championship game, San Diego State decided to try to make up ground, kind of like a gambler in Vegas when, uh, you know, they start losing. They're going to add more money to the situation to try to make it up. But um, that just made the problem worse because not only weren't they rebounding under the boards, um, UConn was grabbing every board and UConn seemed to be at least trading time and points for San Diego misses. So San Diego ends up being on the wrong end of a 30-10 to 10 run, and UConn had a nice big lead. And then in the second half, San Diego's goal was to be within six by the 10-minute mark. Well, San Diego got within five, and it looked like, okay, maybe, maybe they can do this. I mean five that's two baskets here we go and then san diego went back to trying to hit threes and not relaxing and not getting in the groove not getting in the zone and they were just hitting hitting bricks i mean there's no other way to put it there was some unnecessary fouls that they didn't have to go through um I want to point out that in the game, um, in the semifinal game against FAU, Brian Dutcher, the head coach of San Diego State, pointed out the fact that he did have a timeout in his pocket. But frankly, he didn't call it when Butler was coming down the court because Dutcher didn't have any other plays to throw out. He was out of plays. So he just let Butler go down and we're going to see what happens. And Butler did a little fade, did a jumper. <laughs> Did a little boogie and got down tonight. And that was probably the biggest shot in San Diego State history to get them to the national championship game. However, UConn was ready, and I mean ready to play. And um Sonogo was um voted as the MVP of the um championship game, and he's he's big, he's strong, he's got plenty of reach. And he was hitting just about everything. I was watching these guys. It looked like a video game. They were hitting without using the rim. It was swish, 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 swish. And um, unfortunately, San Diego State lost 76-59. So they lost by 17. And I'm sure the city is still going to give them a parade Because, you know, in 94 when the Chargers lost and frankly all the Chargers were hoping to do against that San Francisco team with Steve Young and them was to cover the 19.5 point spread and San Diego lost by 26. And they still got a parade. In 84 when the Padres went up against the Tigers which were considered to be one of the three best teams to ever be in the World Series... The Padres won one game and the Tigers won the World Series. And yeah, Padres got a parade. In 98, the Padres go against another one of the top three teams that ever made it to the World Series, which was the 1998 Yankees, which personally, I think, that 98 Yankee team was better than the 27 Yankee team. And the Padres, ta-da! They got a parade as well. So um, I'm, I'm expecting that the um, San Diego State Aztecs are going to find themselves with, um, with a parade going around through the East Village, even though they did not pull off the upset. Now, this was the first time in NCAA history that a five seed was hosting a four seed ever. And the four seed was favored because they'd won in double digits every round of this tournament. And that continued into the championship game tonight. So sadly, we say, oh, well, San Diego State did as the Padres, as the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers faced that Niners team, and that Niners team was one of the best teams to ever take the field and ever be in the Super Bowl. They were as good as the 89 49ers. They were as good as um, probably the um, 1977 Dallas Cowboys. They were probably as good as the 70 Chiefs. So, yeah. um, Unfortunately for San Diego teams, they tend to to find themselves with a chance to win the championship and they go against a powerhouse. Um, just with a Herculean task of overtaking a team that really is so much better and they're just outmanned. So congratulations to UConn and congratulations to SDSU. I mean, the whole town was watching as SDSU started out with that nice lead and then UConn never looked back. So... It's been a good season. It's been a good run. I did think San Diego State was going to win tonight. I really thought they were going to beat UConn because UConn had more losses. UConn were, you know, they were 30 and six, and San Diego State was 32 and four. And I thought, okay, they've got more losses, but that doesn't matter. Wipe that all away. It's the championship game, and here we go. I've never seen this kid uh, Sonogo for a UConn play before. And a Seiko for San Diego State was assigned to cover Sonogo, which made it tough on the announcers, of course, because it's alliteration. But it was not bad. It was not bad at all. So, you know, it was a good game. And then the game just got away from, from San Diego State. But like I said, in the second half, when they got within five, I really thought, oh my goodness. This could be a national championship. This could be it. <sighs> oh well. So let's move on. I'm not gonna talk about the New York Jets and the Aaron Rodgers thing. I'm I mean, that thing is still <sighs> that thing is still going round and round. It's um I don't need. I. I. It. It reminds me of the old video game Pong. Boop boop, ping. Boop, boop ping. Boop, boop ping. Boop, boop ping. I mean, it just goes back and forth. He's going to have to make a decision. He's going to have to make a decision before the end of April. He's going to have to let them know. Are they drafting a quarterback? They've brought in everybody he asked for. It's time to, you know, paint or get off the ladder. So the baseball season has begun. And it's no secret that the new ownership of the New York Mets is absolutely candid about the fact that not only do they have bundles and bundles and buckets and truckloads of money and they're willing to spend it all to just overshadow the New York Yankees in New York, especially in New York, but they want to crush any following that the Yankees have and make those followers, make those fans Mets fans. Well, the Mets are off to a good start. But <laughs> we all know what Aaron Judge did last year, hitting 62 home runs and becoming the all-time American League home run champion. And the Maris family referred to him as the real home run champion because we all know about the steroids with Maguire and Sosa and, and Canseco and Bonds. I mean, we all know it was all steroids. So, um, Aaron, Aaron judge appears to have done it completely cleanly. So Aaron judge in his very first at bat, goes deep to center field and hits a home run to Monument Park, and he starts off where he left off. So that puts him on pace to hit 162 home runs this year. I know, that sounds ridiculous. But then in Game 2, Aaron Judge went deep again. So yeah, he's still on pace to hit 162 home runs. I don't expect that to happen, but I do expect Aaron Judge to hit well over 50 this year. And um, he seems to be seeing the ball just fine. So congratulations to Aaron Judge. Congratulations to the Yankees. The baseball season is in its infancy. Um, the Padres, who were one of the last team standings, one of the last four teams standing, lost their home opener to Colorado and then came back on day two and got themselves in the win column and then ended up taking two out of three from Colorado. So Good, good, good for the Padres. They're getting on the win- on their winning ways. Also, um, the Yankees, oddly, very oddly, opened up the season in an interleague series against the San Francisco Giants and shut the Giants out twice in three games. So, yeah, I would say the Yankees mean business this year. Um, it's hard to tell... Where everybody else is going, it's hard to tell what's happening. I'm a firm believer that the baseball season doesn't seem to really level out. It doesn't seem to find its own level until about the end of April, beginning of May. And that's when you find out who's who. So, I mean, you can get guys that are off to a great start with hitting. And then all of a sudden, they go into a slump. You get teams that go into a big winning streak. And then... They drop off because everybody's studying everybody else. They start to figure out the weaknesses. They start to figure out your hot spots and your cool spots. And that's where the pitches stay. And you're going to have to heat up your cool spots and expect that you're not going to see the ball in your hot spots. So, right about May 10th, May 15th, most teams have a big fix on everybody on every other team. And then it's on. And then it's, you know, then the horse race begins. So. I'm glad to see Major League Baseball back underway. That's kind of a good feeling. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about is finally, finally, Donald J. Trump is, I'm doing the show on the eve of Trump being indicted on felony charges, and this, this my friends, is just the beginning. Everybody that is a blind supporter of someone named Donald J. Trump, who was the former president of the United States, who has never been held accountable, who has never faced consequences, who has never been held responsible for anything, is finally having his feet to the fire because they're bringing him in and his lawyers are negotiating whether he should be brought in in handcuffs. But he will be surrendering on april 4th which is tomorrow from when we're doing the show he'll be surrendering to authorities on felony indictment charges and this this doesn't even include the january 6th stuff that's still coming they've made like 900 arrests on the january 6th thing and the january 6th you know insurrection you've got people one after another saying hey president of the united states told us to go there told us to attack the Capitol, told us to find mike pence the president of the united states orchestrated this with rudy giuliani and eastman i mean these guys were sitting there sending their minions in and these people thought they were acting on the advice of the president of the united states i think this time next year trump is serving time. And I think if DeSantis is somehow the nominee, I don't think, after all the rotten, horrible things Trump has said about Ron DeSantis, I don't think DeSantis is going to pardon Trump. And certainly, if a Democrat wins this uh, next election, and I frankly don't expect Joe Biden to run again, I don't expect Joe Biden to run for re-election. I don't think, I, I just don't think joe biden is is within his faculties i don't think i just watched another speech he did in which he was talking about what happened in tennessee and the uh, the horrible school shooting that went on there and he got the name of the of the of the town wrong and then made a joke about it and made a joke about something with nascar and i thought oh my goodness no, 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 no! not the time for jokes. This is not, this is not what these people are standing around.
1: A- anyway, I
0: just, I, I don't think Joe Biden has got it all together between the years. I just don't. So I would like to see Joe Biden step away. I would not want to see Kamala Harris get in there. I certainly wouldn't want to see Hillary Clinton. I'd like to see the Democrats come up with somebody who is simply qualified. That's it. I just want somebody who's qualified to do the job. I'm I'm just tired of all these lamos that are career politicians that are just going for the easy ride, and they want to step into the into the Oval Office and goof around for a few few years. I mean, I I just want to see somebody who's qualified to do the job. But I am very happy to see that Donald Trump will be held accountable for something tomorrow he'll be facing charges oh by the way he was uh, there was a deposition he was deposed and for nine hours pled the fifth now this is the same man who once was quoted as saying why would he plead the fifth if he's got nothing to hide yeah yeah why would you plead the fifth there donald if you got nothing to hide so yeah, I think that's uh there's a certain irony about that, but he is claiming that a man in his position must plead the fifth because that's what a man in his position has to do. I'm like, okay, so when it's you, it's a good idea, but when it's somebody else, it's a bad idea. I, I just the, the rules don't seem to apply to Donald J. Trump. Although, ha, 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 it will tomorrow, I can tell you that. So I can't wait to see the footage as Donald J. Trump is brought in and indicted on felony charges all during the time that he claims to be running for president. Yeah, I think he's running for president in the hopes that he can just pardon himself for something. Anyway, I think the best thing he should do is just get out of this election, man. <laughs> so Donald Trump. Yeah, it's over, man. It is over. So I did tell I did tell you that this is going to be a short show because we are doing the NCAA. We're just kind of waking up to the fact that baseball has begun and, um, I'm not going to get into the whole Jets thing or any of the football stuff, although former Jets quarterback and, um, you know, he ended up becoming a backup after going to Carolina, Sam Darnold has gone to San Francisco to step in for Garoppolo as, um, their starter Trey, Trey Lance is healing. Sam Darnold is obviously going to be t- the go-to guy until Lance is ready to go. So that's kind of interesting news in the NFL. And um, I would like to I would like to see him do well there, but I don't think that system is built for Sam Darnold. I think Sam Darnold is built more for um, a system like Buffalo, where he's got plenty of protection and he's not required to run. Josh Allen runs because he likes to run, and he's big, and he's strong, and he can power over people. But Sam Darnold is a is a tough fit. I would have liked to have seen Sam Darnold end up in Arizona. I think that would have been a good spot for him, especially since he's a SoCal boy. You know, he's from San Clemente, and I think he would have enjoyed the weather in, in, in um, Arizona. So... We'll see what happens there. There's a lot of movement going on. Um, I have a guest coming on um, for the NFL draft. And I talked about this gentleman. He was very impressive. And he seems to know where everybody is coming from and what college they went to. And I'm hoping his schedule opens up so that we can sit there and chat on the week of the NFL draft, which is the 27th. I'd like to get him on the show, say the 25th, and we can just chit-chat about you know, what to expect in the first round of the NFL draft. Anyway, that is our show for Season 5, Episode 5 of JV to the Pros. I do want to recommend Rob Van Dam's CBD oil which is miraculous for relieving sore muscles and joints and inflammation. Um, I just had a chat with Rob earlier. Um, he and his his bride were posting pictures about something that was going on and, and we got a chance to chat a little bit. I would like to have Rob back on the show. He's tremendously entertaining, very funny. And um, I, I would like to... To get to his um, when he when he wrestles in Southern California, I'd like to get to his show and uh, be there ringside with him. But um, I'll get Rob, Rob back on the show again. But Rob's CBD oil can be gotten at rvdcbd.com, and if you put JV to the pros in the promo box, you'll get at least ten percent off your order. That is rvdcbd.com and put JV to the Pros in your promo box, and you'll get at least 10% off your order. The other sponsor I wanna uh, talk to you about is a friend of mine who happens to be one of the five best attorneys in the country, in my opinion, and that is Paul Sorrentino, and he represents those of you that employ people. He is the employer, lawyer. You got a business, a small business, a company, a corporation, that's the guy you want protecting your investment. He is the guy that some of the biggest companies, some of the smallest companies, some of the partnerships that are around the country, they hire him when they're under fire. When they're getting sued wrongfully, you get Paul Sorrentino at Jackson Lewis, 619-573-4900. And you ask for Paul Sorrentino, the employer lawyer and you tell him you heard about him on jv to the pros he'll take care of you he'll protect your investment he'll protect what you work to build and he'll make sure things go your way and he'll stay on your side that is the guy you want paul sorrentino at jackson lewis 619-573-4900 paul sorrentino the employer lawyer Well, that is our show, and that is season five. That is season five, episode five, double nickels, yes, of JV to the pros. I'm Jack Vecchio, and I'll be signing off after saying thank you to our producer, the Queen of Queens, New York queen of queens new york producer karen who takes care of all the little stuff after i get done doing the minute stuff (laughs) and i do my stuff she does her stuff all those visuals you see on facebook all that stuff that you see with the hashtags that's all producer karen so whenever she gets around to taking care of it when she gets home she handles it, and it's done right. And I have gotten a lot of compliments on the way the Facebook page looks. And I get people that are um, in my gym that say that they really like the way that whole thing is formatted. And they like the visuals. They like the, all the pictures she puts up about the stories. So tonight, we've got the NCAA Men's Championship game between San Diego State hosting UConn. And we've got the beginning of the baseball season. We've got a little bit of NFL and Donald Trump being indicted. That is our show. I want to thank you very much for listening and tuning in. And I appreciate all of your feedback. JVD to Pros will be back next week.